Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. For a couple of months now, the Spirit of the Lord has instructed me not to premeditate what I will be sharing whenever He gives me the pulpit or whenever I am before His people, but to humbly um, trust Him and yield myself to Him so that He may minister to you as He wills. This morning, I want to bring to you a now word, a word from the very throne of God, from the very heart of the Father to you. He also instructed me that hours before I am to take the pulpit to pray in the Spirit until I hear from Him and until I receive that now word that he wants to communicate to you. And so this morning, I want to bring you that very word. It's for you. It's not for those who are not here this morning. It's not for your person or the person behind you or next to you. It's for you. So I want you to receive it as the Lord ministers to you heart to heart this morning. Can you do that? And so what I want to talk to you, or what the Lord has instructed me to minister to you, is His earnest desire and longing for His people. What does the Lord yearn for, desire for, longs for, when it comes to you and me? What is his highest and primary desire? It is to have a face-to-face encounter with you. It is to have a personal encounter with you so that he may reveal himself to you, so that he may talk to you face to face and heart to heart for the purpose of encouraging you, for the purpose of elevating you, and for the purpose of equipping you for what is to come next. And unless we give him that quality and quantity time, we are going to miss what God desires to do in our lives, both personally and in your areas of where your finances are concerned, where your marriage is concerned, where your children are concerned, and where your destiny is concerned. The scripture that the Spirit gave me to share with you this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. So, I trust you brought some kind of a Bible with you, either your digital Bible or your paper Bible. I want to encourage you that 
whenever you come to meet with the Lord or to receive from Him, bring your Bibles with you. Bring your notebook. It's a good habit to get into. It's a disciplined and God-pleasing habit to get into. God wants you to read from your own Bible and to test what you're hearing and not just swallow everything. Amen? So Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, and I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. The Amplified Classic. Here we go. And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. Notice the words the Amplified Translation uses. The Lord earnestly, that is why I've titled my message, God's earnest desire, passionate desire. He earnestly waits. What is he waiting for? For you and I to draw close, to draw near. And he says he's expecting and looking and longing. To be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up. For what? That he may have mercy on you. And show loving kindness to you. And reveal to you how much he loves you. How much he cares for you. How much he desires for you to have this intimate fellowship and communion with Him so that you may get to know Him as He really is. For the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are all those who earnestly also wait for Him, who expect and look and long for Him, What do they long for? For his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, his matchless and unbroken companionship. God is so interested in you and I that your natural understanding cannot fathom the depths of God's desire for you and for me. We need a revelation to grasp the, the unfathomable love of God. That's why Paul prays and he says, I pray that you may come to a place where you know the height, the depth, the width, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, this, this verse of Scripture was first revealed to me, the depth of it, and I don't claim to have the entire depth of this verse of Scripture, but when I was in the United States in 2004, in the month of December, listen to what Paul writes by the Holy Spirit. This is not Paul talking. 
This is the Spirit of the living God speaking through him. And he says, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. The Word of God says that Jesus intercedes at the right hand of the Father unceasingly, without ceasing, for you and I. What is he praying? What is he interceding for? That the time may come where you may draw near to him and see him face to face and see you face to face and minister to you heart to heart so that he can change everything about your life. The one thing that has shaped my life and ministry above everything and anything else was my encounters with the Lord. was my personal encounters with the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time I had an encounter, something changed. Something was transformed in my way of thinking. I remember once I was in the United States, 1987. I was locked in a room. Not locked. That's the room that Father Stefano gave me to stay in. In 1987, in the month of June, I think it was four, six, I don't know, maybe three meters by two meters. All it had was a small bed and a table. That's it. And in that room, I stayed for five weeks, praying, singing to the Lord, interceding for myself. We lived in Zimbabwe then, in Masvingo, Zimbabwe. And I had a powerful encounter with the Lord. I had no idea that we were going to move to South Africa soon. But in that encounter, I saw myself packing my donkey, (laughs) gathering my family, just as Abraham gathered his possessions, and his wife, and he went out not knowing where he was going. And I saw myself moving away and getting out of Zimbabwe and moving south. And when I came back, I knew, and I started preparing for what was to come, that the day was coming soon that we would move out of Zimbabwe to South Africa. That gave me lots of room to prepare for what is to come next. The next thing we did. That's why many of you, things are taking you by surprise. They are taking you by surprise because you have no idea what is around the corner. And most of the time, we have no idea what is around the corner because we have not sought the Lord diligently and prayerfully so that he can minister to us. Jesus said, when he comes, he will show you things to come. For what purpose? So that you can prepare for what the Lord has in store for you. And the next thing we did... My wife and I, back in 1987, 
We came down south, we had a bit of savings, and we put down a deposit for a house. Because I didn't want to move my family into this country and not having a roof over their heads. Wisdom from above. The Bible says that wisdom is profitable for direction. Every time I had an encounter with the Lord in the power of the Spirit, I was elevated to a higher place. And I was able to see further than I had seen before. Understand deeper than what I've understood before. And a total way of thinking, new way of thinking, took over my mind and my attitude. You see, when you see things from God's perspective, everything changes. But you cannot until you have an encounter in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Lord said to me this morning. The word of the Lord came to me this morning, and I wrote it down. You can put it up there. Saying, personal encounters with me in the power of the Spirit will take you beyond your natural abilities and natural understanding, causing you to inherit and possess promises that have been spoken over your life by the Spirit. Spoken long before, many promises are unfulfilled in our lives. And it's not because God doesn't want you to possess those promises. It's because you are not at a place where you are able to receive those promises. And in vain do we pray often, even fast often, to receive what God promised when we are not where we're supposed to be spiritually. And some of the things that God is withholding, not because He doesn't want to give it to us, but because we are unable to manage what we asked for. It's beyond our management ability or beyond the level of our faith. Are you listening to me? He says, personal encounters with me in the power of the Spirit will take you. He's talking about spiritually, not physically. You have to get there in the Spirit first before you get there financially, before you get there physically. One of those encounters I had with the Lord many years ago as I was praying in the Spirit, as I was seeking God, I saw myself in the Spirit out of the supermarket that we were running with my wife. I saw myself going into places I have not been before. And I saw the crowds and I was preaching to them. I went there in the Spirit before I went there in body. Are you listening to me? If you don't get there in the spirit first, you never get there physically. You never get there emotionally. You have to get there spiritually first. That's why the Lord says, when you have these encounters with me in the power of the spirit, I'm going to take you beyond your natural abilities. 
beyond your natural understanding into spiritual understanding, causing you to inherit and possess promises that have long been spoken over your life by the Spirit. You will never fulfill your God-given assignments in life without these personal encounters with the Lord. You will be going around in circles year after year. Someone said, it's been said many times, that the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. If you keep doing what you've been doing next year, you keep doing what you've been doing this year, you're going to have the same results. Something has to change. Your perspective has to change. Your mind has to change. Your mind has to be transformed by the Spirit. Hello? And it cannot be transformed or renewed without an encounter with the Lord in the power of the Spirit. He went on to say, these holy encounters will elevate you above and beyond your weakness in the flesh and will bring about a total transformation in your way of thinking and doing. That's the key. Amen. Transformation. The Word of the Lord says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye, what? Transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. When you have an encounter with the Lord, He literally takes your natural mind and He baptizes it into His mind, into His understanding. And you see things clearly. You understand things the way God understands things. And He imparts something to you that makes you a different person. That's why we... We keep preaching, preachers and teachers in the church, week after week, month after month, year after year, and we see so very little change. Why? Because we cannot do what God alone can do. And there is no substitute. No substitute. There is no pastor good enough or anointed enough or gifted enough or charismatic enough to do what the Holy Spirit alone can do. And there are certain things in your life and in my life that He alone, He alone wants to do and wants to speak them to you heart to heart and face to face. I pray you have ears to hear this morning what the Spirit is saying. Therefore, and he concluded with these words, Therefore, redeem your time wisely this holiday season and put your faith in action as you take time to draw near to me. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his people. Many are so worn out, so physically and mentally exhausted. They cannot wait for the time to go on holiday. 
They go on holiday, they come back, they need another holiday because they're so tired. But the presence of the Lord will refresh you. He will give you the perfect holiday if you give him the time. He waits. What's he waiting for? For you and I to take time alone with him. I recall when we had the supermarket, I, I, sometimes I would come home and I was in a, in a different mood, not a very good one. And my wife knew that if I went upstairs for a while, I would come back a different person. So she would tell me, go upstairs. Go upstairs. He knew what happened upstairs. It was my prayer closet. And I would go upstairs and spend an hour, maybe more, and I would come down with a smile on my face. I met with God. I cannot tell you how many times I went to the Lord in prayer, wounded, betrayed, hurting, my knees and my hands hanging down, barely taking one step. I'm talking about spiritually. And when I would go into my prayer closet and humbly wait on God, He would come and pick me up. The picture the Lord showed me this morning was one of Him taking you personally and lifting you encouraging you, elevating you, loving you, whispering things to you that will make your feet to dance with joy. The Word says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, talking about your natural senses, neither has entered into the natural mind of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But he concludes in verse 10, and he says, but he revealed them to us, how? By his Spirit. He reveals those things to you as he and you have a personal encounter. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, and He shows them to you. Didn't Jesus say, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will take what is mine, because all that the Father has is mine. He will take of the things that are mine and will show them to you. And that's what God desires to do for every single one of you. The question is, are you willing to pay the price for it? Because it will cost you. And one of the things that will cost you most is time with Him. Most believers don't have any time this morning for the Lord. They're too busy. They're too busy building the careers. They're too busy running around. They're too busy seeking pleasure, too busy enjoying themselves, too busy with everything else, with the kids. 
Oh, Pastor, I don't have time. Fine. But the Lord waits. And He's so patient with you and I. Waiting. We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. There is a verse of Scripture in the book of Isaiah says, there was a time in the nation of Israel that he says, no one stirs himself up to take hold of you, O God. We are to stir ourselves up to take hold of God. Because the flesh, natural tendency, does not want to do that. I get up in the morning and my goodness, my back is hurting. And I'm walking like a, still I'm half asleep until I have my coffee. And I'm sitting there. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like waiting on God. I don't feel like stirring up myself to take hold of God. But I've learned a secret. I take one step, he takes five. (laughs) He takes five towards me. So I say, Lord, here I am today. And I tell him, I don't feel like praying, Lord. (laughs) I, I just don't know what to pray for as I ought. He says, I'm glad you said that. But I've already told you what to do. Romans 8, likewise... The Spirit also helps our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But, hallelujah, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Have you ever groaned in the Spirit? I had to look it up. I didn't know what it means to groan. But the Greek word there for groaning is deep sighs. No words are coming out of my mouth in the beginning. What am I doing? I've yielded my vessel to God, and He, the Spirit, He, the Spirit, is praying helping my weaknesses, helping my ignorance, helping my infirmities. And after a while, I open my mouth. I may start in the flesh, but I never end up in the flesh. Thank God for my heavenly language. And I'm off in another space and in another realm. Do you know that praying in the Spirit is the gateway into the realm of the Spirit? I see things. I hear things. What things? Things that God has prepared for me because I love Him. Amen? He wants to reveal himself to you and to me in a unique way. And he wants to take you, spiritually speaking, elevate you far above your weaknesses, your challenges, your problems, and give you a 2020 vision in the Spirit, show you things to come so you can start preparing for them. You will not be walking in the darkness, you will be walking in the light. 
There arises a light in the darkness for the righteous ones. Psalm 112. And you will know. You will not be experimenting life. You will live life the way the Spirit wants you to live because you've seen and you've heard in the Spirit and you understood in the Spirit like you should be understanding. What's lacking in the church? Personal encounters in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Lord told me to tell you this morning. And I pray that you will ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Don't ignore Him. Because the more you ignore the Holy Spirit, the less He will help you. Imagine a person who continually ignores you. Will you talk to him? Hmm? But that's what we do with the Spirit, as though he's not in us. Never greet him, never communicate with him, never fellowship with him, and he grows quiet. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. And all of us, in one way or another, need to repent for grieving him. He's a person, folks. The Bible says he will take of the things that are mine. He has hands. Hello? Personal encounters with the Lord Jesus in the power of the Spirit. At every turn, when it comes to decision-making that affects my family, my future, my ministry, came out of an encounter with the Lord. We are here by the leading of the Spirit. Amen? I encourage you this morning. I don't want to say much. I think that's all he wants me to say. Take this to heart, folks. And he says, redeem your time. How many of you are going on leave these days? Ah, praise God. Most of you. Most of you. Most of us are going on leave. That's why you see that the, 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 the space is empty here. The, I've noticed over the years that I've been here in the city of Cape Town, when December hits, people just enter into another frame, another frame of thinking. Don't waste your free time. Wait on God. Listen to what he says. I want to have a personal encounter with you. There are situations in your life that you know that he knows. You will never be able to get out of them or attitudes. You'll never be able to be delivered unless you have an encounter with the Lord in the power of the Spirit. Let's stand and pray. Father, thank you. I thank you that you earnestly desire to have a personal encounter with each and every one of us. You love us so passionately, so dearly, that you are not satisfied, that you desire to be with us, to fellowship with us, to dwell, to communicate, to speak face to face, heart to heart, Lord. 
And I pray today that as we hear the Word of the Lord, as we hear the Spirit, we will not harden our hearts, Lord, but we will humble ourselves before You, and we will draw near to You by faith and allow You to minister, to touch, to speak, to correct, to rebuke if necessary, and to encourage us by Your Spirit through the Word. We thank You for the privilege, Lord, and the tremendous honor you have bestowed upon us by inviting us into your very, very presence. You say, come boldly to the throne of grace, not of judgment, but of grace and mercy, and obtain, obtain mercy, grace, in your time of need. And Lord, we are a needy people. We cannot do it without you, Holy Spirit. We cannot live the way you desire for us to live without your presence. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.